All right, in studio with us this morning, we have uh, Elliot Owale, CS for Information Communications and the Digital Economy. Uh, Buona CS, welcome to Capital FM. Thank you very much. Uh, it's what my a, pleasure. What a pleasure it is to have you here. And we yes. couldn't start the conversation, obviously, this morning. Yes. Our, our uh, Twitter followers uh, and those who follow us on TikTok as well uh, have been uh, asking uh, this question and asking us to start with the TikTok conversation. We have a lot to get through this morning with you, uh, Bonas CS. But first, let's talk about this TikTok conversation. The clip we just played was obviously His Excellency, uh, our President, William Ruto, uh, talking yesterday. The conversation between, uh, I would imagine, your ministry, uh, the President, and of course, uh, the CEO of TikTok is happening today. The question I think we would have to ask you that our listeners have also asked us to relate to you is, why do we need to regulate what has now become one of the most popular social media platforms in the world? You see, uh, the operational environment is not static. It is dynamic. And in the course <coughs> of implementation of various programs, including programs in the digital space, certain issues emerge. One of the issues that has emerged in relation to TikTok is the fact that part of the content within that space is unpalatable to millennials. And as government, whenever such issues emerge, in a participatory approach, we engage the relevant stakeholders, which is exactly what the president talked about yesterday. We, mm. we believe in a participatory approach. Mm. Concerns have been raised about some of the content that is uh, domiciled within uh, TikTok. And we have to listen to the views of the stakeholders. We have to listen to TikTok on us themselves so that we come up with a way forward as to how we can moderate the content that is domiciled within uh, TikTok. Mm. That is really what a responsive government should do. There is nothing which is static in law, including but not limited to the policy framework. As and when issues emerge in the operational environment, you need to, in a participatory manner, engage the various stakeholder segments domiciled in that space so that we come up with a way forward. Mm -hmm. So in a nutshell, we are not banning TikTok. Mm -hmm. But we have to find a way of moderating the content. Okay. So that it is not, we don't keep on churning out content that is unpalatable to the millennials, our youth. It's a complex docket you have, <laughs> Buana CS, because yes. uh, ICT, uh, in communications, and of course now the digital economy, yeah. it, you've mentioned it in, in your previous response, which is the di the dynamism of, of, of the Of space. the operational yes. environment, yes. Um, you're constantly seeing things change, morph, uh, you know, improve, uh, ways around regulations, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. You, you are, you are, you are a, a, a CS yes. who is constantly learning, I would imagine. <laughs> because yes, you constantly yes, yes. have to be doing the research behind everything that happens in, within the digital space. Yes. If, if I understand or hear you correctly, part of this TikTok regulation is also to protect the ev people who are online, right? Yes. And uh, I understand you also... <clears throat> Um, have had conversations with the EU and China to secure citizens' data online and uh, data protection? Well, we already have a policy framework and a regulatory framework for to ensure data privacy and data security. Uh, I've said this many a time that as a responsive government, we did anticipate that in the face of digitalization, we were also exposed to certain risks. And what we have done is to, in a proactive manner, ensure that we have got an elaborate risk mitigation framework in the face of uh, dig digitalization. 
of our services and digitization of our records. So within that space of ensuring data privacy and data security, we have established and operationalized the Office of the Data Protection Commissioner, whose sole mandate is to ensure that as and when the data of Kenyans come into position of government, that data must be secure, that data must be, the privacy of that data should not be infringed within the confines of the laws and the operational guidelines. And I think that's such an important global conversation that's happening right now and it yeah. makes me feel so good to hear that that's happening yeah. because I think so much, like I'll speak for myself, yeah. you know, you have a Facebook account, a TikTok account, you're putting your information on there, but I don't yes. think about where does that information go. go. So to yeah. know that you're taking proactive steps yeah. to make sure that my information is and data is protected, I yes. think is so important because I don't personally understand how it gets disseminated or how it gets used. Absolutely. And we have to do it in a proactive manner yes. as opposed to being reactive. Yeah. That's yeah. what exactly we have done as government. Yeah. We're barreling towards the fourth industrial revolution. Yes. The whole world is heading towards the fourth industrial revolution. Yes. Africa can really emerge on a level playing field with the rest of the world if yes. we play our cards right. Yes. Uh, we know that the other industrial revolutions that have happened have left us behind yes. because of economics. Yes. Basically, yes. Here we are in a place where IT is such a big part of our lives. Absolutely. Uh, ICT, the digital yes. economy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yes. Is there an opportunity for us, not just as a continent, but then as a country, to yeah. lead the continent and then lead the world to, uh, as we head towards the fourth industrial revolution? Because the brain power is here. Enormous opportunities. In fact, from where we sit as government, we see ICT as the most critical success factor for government moving forward. We have to re-engineer our business processes across all facets of government by leveraging on ICT to re-engineer the business processes, enhance efficiency and effectiveness in service delivery, enhance our revenue base, create jobs. Mm -hmm. It is the single most critical success factor that we have for government. And that is what is happening elsewhere. So Kenya really cannot be an exception, and that's why we are following suit. Um, we are aligned at all levels of government that the direction that we are going is digitization of records and digitalization of services. And, and on that, um, as, as government services continue to move online, yeah. how do you ensure that uh, the digital government services are accessible and user-friendly and, and efficient? You know... Uh, that is the digital master plan that we are rolling out. Okay. One, we have been having a challenge of connectivity. Some parts of the country are not connected by way of fiber. Right. So as government within our digital master plan, we are rolling out 100,000 kilometers of fiber optic cable to those parts of the country that hitherto had not been connected. Mm -hmm. That is one intervention in the market. Two, we are correspondingly rolling out a major digital scaling program, starting with the youth and then members of the public. For purposes of the youth, we are not just targeting digital skills among the youth, but we also want to ensure that in the same vein, we are leveraging on the digital skills that we shall have imparted among the youth for purposes of digital jobs. Because we have got a challenge of white collar jobs today, but enormous potential within the digital space by way of digital uh, jobs that we can leverage on to exploit the full, ten, uh, the full potential of our youth based on their skills, competencies, and capabilities. So within the digital skilling space, our objective is twofold. Impart the skills and then create the jobs. What we are doing as government, we have rolled out already the Jitume program over and above the Ajira program to train our youth. As we speak, we have already managed to train a total of 336,000 youth 
since we came into office in the digital space. But correspondingly, we have reached out <coughs> to global technological companies to get digital jobs for our youth. Mm. Through this ambit, we are capable of attaining a threshold of one million jobs for our youth. So it is a frontier that we are determined to pursue to a logical conclusion. As we speak, we have already managed, corresponding to the digital skilling program, to attain a threshold of 109,000 digital jobs for our youth. We are actually working in partnership with uh, various stakeholders uh, to pursue this um, agenda um, to the envisaged conclusion. We have aligned with members of the par parliament so that as we roll our digital hubs, they are going to uh, partner with us so that in each and every ward in this country, we are going to have a digital laboratory, a digital hub where youth can go and get training and then we get connected by way of jobs. Mm -hmm. Imagine in just a single word, um, in just a single digital hubs, we can create a minimum of 300 jobs. On average, we have got five words in a constituency. That means in each constituency, we can create a minimum of 1,500 jobs, digital jobs for our youth. That will be a game changer because on the flip side of it, we will be stemming the rural urban migration that we have witnessed among the youthful population in search of jobs. Mm. We will be creating the jobs right there in the village. Uh, would you say that ICT is where where the biggest dent in the unemployment, uh, it is a crisis, the unemployment crisis can come from, where, where most jobs can be created through ICT? That is where the solution is found. Okay. That is where the solution lies. We are creating the jobs right there in the village right. for mm -hmm. our youth. We have partnered with members of parliament. They are giving us the facilities. Uh, we are setting up the digital laboratories. We are doing the training and getting the jobs for our youth. Members of parliament are giving us the facilities and also meeting the recurrent cost through the CDF, yeah? like electricity, for example. Mm -hmm. Again, we have partnered also with the county governments. This is a discussion we have had and agreed on how to move forward in this space. The county governments are also making available at our disposal what are feeder to refer to as the village polytechnics, which are currently underutilized. We want to deploy our devices there, undertake the training, and create the jobs for our youth in partnership with the county governments as well. But again, to augment this digital schooling program, we are also ensuring that as government, we are responding to the fundamental challenge that most Kenyans have raised about the cost of data. As opposed to just seeing how to lower the cost of data, where we can as government to support those who are domiciled at the bottom of the economic pyramid, mm -hmm. we are giving out free internet. We are deploying free internet in critical segments of the Kenyan society. And we are starting with markets and bus termini. Markets because oh, that is where our, our mothers and sisters undertake itinerary trade. Mm -hmm. We want them to have access to free internet for purposes of e-commerce. Mm -hmm. The bus termini because that is where our youth usually loiter around with mm -hmm. no gainful economic activity. Again, we want to give them free internet so that ca they can get engaged in gainful economic economic activity. The, the fiber the fiber push throughout the country obviously has to happen for this to work, right? Oh, yes. Okay. And that's why we are starting from there. We are rolling out 100,000 kilometers of fiber. Our target was to roll out about 5,000 by June this year. As we speak, we are at about 6,000 kilometers. We have already surpassed, well surpassed, the, surpassed the target. Yeah. Our target for the free Wi-Fi hotspot that we have been rolling out is 25,000 
in total. We are going to roll out a total of 25,000 free Wi-Fi hotspots, evenly spread all over the country. As far as the digital hubs is concerned, we have a target of 1,450. One digital laboratory hub in each and every ward, the lowest administrative unit in the country. That's amazing. We're talking all about digital literacy, youth employment, privacy and data. If you have questions, please let us know on 0701-984-984. You can tweet us at 984 in the morning using the hashtag drive. Capital FM. In studio with us this morning, the CS for Information, Communications and the Digital Economy, Elliot Owalo. We're having a great conversation uh, regarding, uh, well, you know, here we are in a world that is ever-changing, uh, a world that is uh, ever-evolving, and, and a ministry that has to be really on your toes 24-7, 365, because it doesn't stop the ICT and the digital economy. Um, we had this issue, uh, Bona CS, uh, which was uh, regarding WorldCoin. And Sonny touched on it earlier about data security, data privacy, and cybersecurity. Um, this was obviously uh, a, a, a concern for government. We know it's been addressed. But what was the situation with WorldCoin? Why was this such a problem? Well, I really don't want to go into details of that because that is now a subject of investigation by various facets of government, including but not limited to parliament. And I think we would rather let the very relevant institutions undertake the investigations uh, so that I don't run the risk sure. uh, of jeopardizing the ongoing investigations. Sure. Yeah. But but the fact that we're taking things like this seriously means that obviously government is so oh, forward yes. thinking oh, that yes. oh, these yes. things oh, can't, people can't just get away with these kinds of, of activities, uh, especially in the digital space. You see, at any given point in time, should there be any contravention, even minimal contravention, of the, the law, the regulations, the operational guidelines, government will move in quickly and make amends. Right. Yeah? There's, a, there's an issue here uh, between regu uh, registration and conformity to the law and the operational guidelines. They are two different things. You may be registered as a legal entity to undertake a given mandate, but you must operate within the set operational rules and guidelines and procedures. If you contravene that, government will move in and take remedial measures in a proactive manner. In right. fact, we should, we will not wait <laughs> for you to break the law. <laughs> yeah. Should we detect that you are about to break the law, yeah. we will move in and yeah. recommend. Yeah, yeah. So okay. we have to be proactive. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. And obviously, yeah. the digital space is, is a crazy space. There's always going to be issues with people who can hack into systems. Yeah. We had the issue with East Citizen recently. Uh, I believe there was some hacking that was done. It was fixed quite quickly. But uh, again, uh, we... Not we, hacking, an attempted attack. An attempt at you know, uh, what people need to know, <laughs> when you talk of hacking, it means that you have illegally gained access to some ICT platform infrastructure and interfered with whatever data yeah, is domiciled in there. That's not what happened. It was mm -hmm. an attempted right. attack which was thwarted by the risk mitigation framework right. around the e-citizen platform. Okay. <coughs> As we speak, the e-citizen platform is now backed to full capacity or optimal capacity utilization. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, and, and, and again, uh, eCitizen and obviously all the other platforms we use to make our payments, order government services, et cetera, et cetera, that's going to change. The framework of that's going to change. We're we are saying that there's going to be one payment platform for purposes of collecting all government revenue. All ministries, parastatals, and agencies were given instructions to that effect. As we speak, we have attained full compliance. 83% 
of government ministries and government parastatals have already shut down mm. those individual payment platforms and now we are only collecting revenue uh, through the triple three triple two uh, facility which is under the 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 the, 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 the control of the national treasury mm -hmm. and what we are saying here is that one the national treasury as the ministry responsible for our revenue collection must have end-to-end -end visibility of whatever revenue is coming into government it does not mean that we are going to rob those individual entities of whatever revenue uh, is due to them we should be able to have a pro-rata pro basis of the revenue uh, due to the national treasury going directly to the national treasury and through the same platform <coughs> what is accruing or what is due to the individual ministries and parastatals goes back to them but it must be within that platform one of the things we have done as government is to leverage on technology so that we seal the revenue leakages that we have witnessed in government in fact you are aware i hope that as government, we are pursuing the digitalization agenda of all government services. Yes. Yeah. We are yeah. digitizing all government records and digitalizing all government services. In fact, when the Kenya Kwanzaa government came into power, into office uh, late last year, we only had a meager 350 services mm. about the e-citizen platform. As we speak today, we have managed to attain a total of 7,543 government services, wow. fully digitalized and available on the e-citizen platform. So what is the import of this? The import of this is that Kenyans will contact government, uh, business with government through technological platform. Moving forward, you will not need to virtually, physically visit a, a government office to consume the services. You can consume government services from the comfort of wherever you are, uh, you are including but not limited to your house. The net effect is that one, this will enhance efficiency and effectiveness in service delivery. Two, we are going to remove unnecessary bottlenecks which individuals have been putting in place between members of the public and consumption of government services. Yeah, It will be between you, your phone, and the government to consume the services. You, we, will not, we will eliminate brokers who have been domiciled in government offices asking for kickbacks. We will do away with corruption in government through this digitalization process, uh, process and eliminate revenue leakages across all facets of government. Once we do that, one, we will ensure that we are capable of bringing on board more people into the tax bracket, collect more revenue, yeah, which will then be available for purposes of setting our debts, external debt, and we will even be able to have surplus for purposes of meeting our development and recurrent mm. expenditure. But, but has there been resistance from, I mean, there must be resistance because you're talking about these quote-unquote brokers that are domiciled in government offices that yeah. obviously yeah. can, if, if, if I'm going to, I'll use, if I'm going to a government office with 10,000 shillings, I might, 6,000 might get to the government body that it's supposed to and 4,000 might go to someone's pocket you're gonna the resistance must be there for this to happen because you're, you see, you're actually gonna make people poorer you see those people <laughs> anytime you are introducing any change program there is bound to be resistance to that change program okay but you must drive it through effective leadership we are lucky that this digitalization agenda is being driven from the top our key agent of the digitalization program is the president himself 
So anybody working in the government has to be aligned. All ministers are now leading the digitalization program from their within their relevant ministries and sagas, yeah, and parastatals, yeah. So everybody has to be aligned in government. It is a program that we are pursuing to a logical conclusion, and either you align or you ship out. There are mm -hmm. no two ways about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we are going the full hog. So it's not a question of whether or not you can comply. Because there's even yeah. somebody here on our WhatsApp line that's talking about digitalization of land records. Yes. Yes. Let me tell you, um, one, the, some of the facets of government that we have targeted initially for purposes of digitalization is the lands. There was a clog at the land registry. We have now sorted out that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the Ministry of Health. You are aware that we have got our universal health uh, coverage agenda. Mm -hmm. One of the challenges we have been facing in that place is interoperability of health records yeah mm -hmm. we want to leverage on technology to ensure that an individual's health rec health records can be accessed by different health facilities so long as it is already available yes. not that you go to nairobi hospital today you are told go for x-ray here go for this scanning you go to aga khan you are repeating the same scans for yep. example yep. so interoperability of that data so health uh, sector is one of the places that we have we have targeted, including but not limited also to cancer. We want to leverage on technology to seal the revenue leakages that we have been witnessing at, at, at cancer. Mm -hmm. KRA, we are strengthening the revenue collection system. Immigration, we are streamlining the passport processing process uh, processing um, uh, mechanisms so that even Kenyans who are out of the country can apply and receive passport electronically mm -hmm. okay we are also looking at e-transport why should we in this day and age continue having traffic police on the road it doesn't make sense we must have a virtual means through which we can effectively monitor all that is happening with, within our roads yeah okay. and uh, speaking of our roads, let's quickly get into the sports and uh, look at our roads one more time before we come back with the CS here. Of course, continue sending your questions on 0701-984-984. You can tweet us at 984 in the morning. Capital FM. CS for Information Communications and Digital Economy in studio with us this morning. Thanks very much for all the comments and questions that have come in. We have Elliot Owalo uh, as we wind down the conversation. I have one yeah. more question here uh, from somebody here on our Twitter line. They say sometimes, you know, government websites will be lagging or a little bit slow. And are, do we have plans to, like, uh, you know, boost the infrastructure in order to make it accessible like we discussed earlier? We are, we are sorting out all that. You see, one of the challenges that we, we had... Um, is that our NOFB, which is the major uh, ICT infrastructure we have been leveraging on, has been cracking under the weight of age because it was installed a long time ago, and capacity as well, because now we have got uh, excess demand or enhanced demand for that matter. So what we have done is also to embark on the process of enhancing the capacity of our NOFB fiber optic infrastructure yeah, from the hitherto... Um, uh, 30, I mean 10, 10, 10, 10 uh, megabytes, uh, 10 GB to, to, to 30 GB. Mm -hmm. That will exactly enhance the infrastructure to the level that it can uptake more demand. Uh, we are going to sort out not just issues to do with the slow speed of the, of the internet and even the websites, but we are also going to standardize the websites. 
there must be some uniform branding of government websites yeah. from a communication perspective. Mm -hmm. So standardization and even all service providers in government because we are basically doing component of this digitalization agenda as government and also part of it uh, by the private private sector. Uh, all service uh, providers, apart from signing contracts, will also clear sign service level agreements. So that should there be any downturn in the services, it must be rec rectified within specific periods of what? Of time. Mm -hmm. Very clear timelines for response to challenges that are faced. Because at times you are bound to face challenges with ICT infrastructure. There must be clear service level agreements. And we have said that moving forward, apart from signing contracts, we must also very have very clear service level agreements. Now, in the same space of digitalization of government services, one of the challenges that we have, again, in a proactive manner envisaged is the issue of affordability of the handsets. Yep. We need more smart enabled phones in the hands of the Kenyan public at affordable cost. So as government, we have already uh, proactively embarked on a partnership with the private sector and in the not too distant future, we'll be rolling out in the Kenyan market smart enabled phones at a cost of 40 dollars per unit wow yes okay so so what you're to trying to, to facilitate last mile connectivity because yeah. if you digitalize if you digitize records digitalize services but kenyans don't have smartphones yeah yeah uh -huh. you have a problem in facilitating the virtual transactions so again we are addressing that we are closing the gap the void that we we we, we envisage in the market by proactively making smart enabled phones in the hands of the Kenyan public. Then that would lead me to ask the informal business, well, what we call informal yes. uh, markets, Juakali, etc., etc. Yes. Yes. It seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, yes. through your ministry, yes. the government yeah. is trying to formalize yeah. those business operations. Oh, yes. So for two reasons. One, it's a sense of ownership if my business has a formal capacity to it, right? Yes. Yes. Number two, goods and services, much easier to, to access. And number three, tax collection yes. to boost the economy. Yes, and also, over and above what you have stated, is e-commerce. We must move away from the traditional way of doing business and pursue e-commerce. Look, we are connecting internet. Yeah, once that internet is available, the mama burger there, yeah, the fishmonger there should be able to take a photo of the product for that day and load it up on the on the internet. Mm -hmm. The buyer should cool. be able to see it from wherever wherever the buyer is. We no longer in this day and age need a physical interface between the seller of a commodity and the buyer of a commodity. Again, in that space of e-commerce. Proactively as government, we are coming up with a national addressing system to facilitate e-commerce. We have already had a, a policy and bill in place which we are progressing to the next levels of government for purposes of approval, then pro uh, proceeding to parliament for purposes of enactment of the relevant laws. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we are doing is within our Konza Technopolis, which we envisage to be our own version of the Silicon Savannah, we are creating enormous opportunities for purposes of foreign uh, capital investment yeah we have already laid out the infrastructure there and now by way of entrepreneurship we believe we should be able to attract private sectors into our Konza technopolis so that we not just embark on manufacture of computer hardware but also eventually consumer consumer uh, i mean computer uh, software in the in the kenyan market you know it's as opposed to importing
Yeah, and it, it sounds like uh, under your leadership... That will save us foreign, foreign uh, exchange reserves. Uh-huh. Yeah. It sounds like under your leadership, we've had so much... You, you have so much in the works currently, yes. you know? Yes. You, you spoke a little bit about uh, the kilometers, 5,000 kilometers was the goal for June of being uh, laying fiber, and it was surpassed. And then When you spoke it comes about to the free Wi-Fi hotspots, our target was two yep. per county as yes. at June, which is not, gives you a, a total, a sum total of, of 94. As we speak, we are at 461 That's free, free Wi-Fi hotspots. Our target of the digital uh, labs was uh, as at June was 194. Again, we have attained that. Right. Our target of digitalization of government services was 5,000 as at June. Today we are at 7,543. So I'm I'm glad that working together with the team that we have at the ministry, we have managed to <coughs> surpass the targets, and we are on the threshold of turning Kenya into a truly digital economy. So, yeah, uh, that was going to be my question. How, where do you see the future of uh, Kenya in, in the ICT realm? I'll call it the the digital end game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is the digital end game? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because we want to turn Kenya into a digital economy. One, we'll run a paperless government. Mm -hmm. We are not going to have any manual processes in government at the, at the tail end of all this. Two, all Kenyans will have the opportunity to consume government services from the comfort of wherever they are, mm -hmm. without physically having to visit government offices. Three, we are <coughs> going to create a critical mass of jobs for Kenyan youth mm -hmm. within the digital space. Yeah, That will stem rural urban migration. It will also alleviate the unemployment uh, challenge that we are currently witnessing within the Kenyan economy. Four, we are going the direction of e-commerce. Yeah? Yep. Across all facets of government. And e-commerce actually is one of the avenues through which we are also deliberately using to turn around the fortunes of some of our ailing parastatals. Postal Corporation of Kenya. We have told them that the direction to pursue is e-commerce. And we have already come up with an e-commerce strategy and we are now moving to operationalization to turn around the fortunes of the Postal Corporation of Kenya. In the same vein, we have come up with a framework of upgrading the infrastructure of the Kenya Post Broadcasting Corporation, reviewing or reorienting the content in line with the demands of the market so that we, we can turn around the fortunes of KBC so that it can punch at its rightful uh, uh, weight mm -hmm. in the marketplace. Again, Kenya News Agency, we are leveraging on technology to turn around the uh, fortunes of KNA by making sure that it will be the single most important source of credible content for right. all media houses. <coughs> Those are uh, interventions that, that we are reducing. Again, uh, in terms of the end game, we are going to have a digital um, a gig economy we will have a situation where you can be working at capital fm in the morning yeah mm -hmm. working at kbc in the afternoon mm -hmm. and doing your own hustle in the evening mm -hmm. a gig economy kenyans no longer need to work for one one organization and i want to urge employers to start preparing for this because that is the direction that we are going yeah even in the type of employment contracts that we are going to have is going to change yeah, because people will be multi-skilled through technology and people will have the option to work for different organizations Amazing. at the same, the same time. Because again, in terms of performance management, it is not the physical presence of an individual in an office that we should be looking at. We should be looking at results.
at the end of the, the day as a performance mm -hmm. a performance indicator with this level of digitalization across all facets of government and even the entire kenyan economy because we are saying we are going to have internet connectivity everywhere we are going to have digital skills we are going to have affordable smart enabled handsets we are going to turn kenya into a 24-hour economy Absolutely. And that was the dream of from from former President Kibaki's time yes. uh, through the last administration yes. and uh, possibly going to be realized in the next nine years, which is a wonderful thing. Oh, yes, because you don't just need to work during the day. You can work. We don't need to physically be seated somewhere to work. Mm -hmm. You can work from wherever you are. In fact, even through this digitalization program, uh, program we are going to sort out the traffic mess here. <laughs> Most of the traffic you see coming into town, what you are alluding to a while ago, is because people are rushing to government offices. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Yes. It, or just offices in general. No, no, no. Largely government offices. Right, right. Yeah. Because you, they are the ones predominant in the town that, center. <laughs> Most of the private sector entities have moved to the environs of town. That's true. Uh -huh, true. But people rush into town center because that's where the government services are. That's where the government offices are. Yeah, that's there true. There will be very, very minimal rationale for coming into the town center do you mm -hmm. think covid sorry i know we're ending but do you think covid led us to this mindset it a, because it a blessing and blessing in disguise right because we realize we can do things remotely Even in education mm -hmm. we no longer need to confine kenyans to the four walls of a classroom for purposes of of learning we are going the e-learning route recently his excellency the president opened the virtual open university at konza which is domiciled at konza we will have a situation where even a matatu driver yeah when he is waiting for his passengers, can log into a class and pursue higher education. That's amazing. It's a game changer, I'm telling you, this ICT thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It will wow. create enormous opportunities for different stakeholders within the Kenyan I, I, I think I think our minds and our listeners' minds have been blown this morning yeah. with uh, with not just the results you've achieved in the nine months that yeah. you've been the CS in, yeah. in yeah. the sector, but also what the plans are for the next nine years. It's yes. incredible, really incredible. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Um, any, who's your, what, you got to give us a song to play for you because we noticed you were really enjoying the music. So we got to play something for you. Give, <laughs> anything fun. Anything fun. Oh, funk. I, oh, funk. 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 Oh. Okay, Commodore's, Commodore's Brick House. That's a great funk song if we have it. We're going to play some funk for you. Thank okay. you so much, Brother CS. Okay, great. It was my pleasure. <laughs> and I look, I look forward to coming out again. Absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hey! <laughs>